the, you need to have morals. <laughs> you need to have morals. On a standard car. <laughs> in a standard car. <laughs> Dude, I knew this one girl who sat on top of her stick shift. All the way. Who? The whole thing. Just some girl. Who do you fucking hang out with? <laughs> it was a small town. We were all bored, okay? <laughs> We were bored. There was a stick shift. <laughs> I'm not even going to say how far I got. <laughs> What's up, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Sean? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. It's like 7.30 in the morning. We're about to record two podcasts, two episodes. We got lazy. Well, it was my fault. Had to go party with Roberto. That's why I missed one Sunday. Can't believe you. And now we have to record two Can't episodes. believe you get to have fun because you don't have kids. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I miss it. <laughs> All you have to do, man, is just go get milk and never come back. And cigarettes. And cigarettes. Milk and cigarettes, yeah. And never come back. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I do every week, but I always end up coming back. You know, there's a new standard. There's a new norm. <laughs> yeah. Just peace. Yeah, just taking no personal responsibility. Bro, what's responsibility, dude? That's not this podcast. You stop it. Don't change the subject on me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, we don't believe in that shit. We will be taking responsibility and doing what is right. Am I right, Sean? Yeah, I think that goes with what we're going to be talking about. So what are we talking about today, Sean? Morals and standards, and why it's important to have morals and standards as men. Yeah. Emphasis on the men part. (laughs) So, uh, do you have the definition of morals? Listen, man, I don't believe in definitions. Okay? Okay. But let me tell you this. Morals are principles on which one's judgments are right and wrong based. They are influenced by society, culture, and religion. They're not related to professional work, and they vary according to different cultures and regions. I mean, religions. But I guess regions would be in there, too. (laughs) But religions is what I meant to say. I mean, regions are religions. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. We have different morals. Like, we don't really have religion here, so there's not really any religion or regions or morals well, or like standards. One big difference between, and that's, this is a big difference with what I see between uh, Hispanics <clears throat> or Latinos and, like, white people, is, like, when it comes to, like, the family, like, I guess we're more, like, together or we stay together longer with all people. And I'm not saying that you guys are wrong by sending <laughs> your grandma and grandpa to <laughs> the old people place. 
we, we have our grandpas and grandmas living with Bro, us. It's not my responsibility to wipe your ass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you want to do that. I don't, but I mean, like, I have to. Well, it's not really so much that we don't want to do that. It's just that we're like, we're a rich nation, so we can pay for people to do that instead of do it ourselves. There you go. So that's like the big difference. We, we don't have It's to. called convenience, okay? It's not convenient for me to wipe my grandma's ass, but it is for that guy because he gets paid for it. Okay, I guess. Just delete that then. And grandma can just hit on him, <laughs> you know? Damn. She can just do whatever she wants. Ooh. She's over here giving them fucking titty twisters and get nasty. Hey, grandma naughty. <clears throat> grandma is naughty. Better watch it. Ooh. <laughs> Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what's the definition of standards? So, for standards, plain and simp. Oh. Simp? And <laughs> simp. Oh. Okay. Standards are the qualities that must be present before you agree to entertain someone or something in your life. Just like, you know, put it simple, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, if somebody doesn't have the same, uh, like, morals as you, you're going to hold them to a, to a standard to live up to those morals, right? Because, like, if you're not a liar and you're very against lying, which you should be, then you don't want to be friends with a liar. That that doesn't meet your standards. Exactly. You know. So, with that being said, like, why is it important for men to have morals? To have the morals? Because, I mean, again, you don't want to be fucking around with somebody that, that has bad intentions. Okay, and I'm going to give some examples of morals. So, always tell the truth, <laughs> or try to. Yeah. Do not destroy property. Have courage. Keep your promises. Do not cheat. Treat others as you want to be treated. Do not judge. Be dependable. Be forgiven. Forgiving. Have integrity. Take responsibility for your actions. Have patience. Be loyal. Have respect for yourself and others. Be tolerant of differences. Seek justice. Have humility. Be generous. And be humble. See, that's a whole lot of list of things to do. Nobody's meeting my standards. Well, in today's in today's society, no, yeah, dude. It, well, it's is, so easy to get away with shit these mm-hmm. days. I mean, you got private messages on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on fucking everything. You can send pictures without other people knowing. You can send messages without other people knowing. You can buy pictures of girls' asses without your partner even knowing. You know, you can. You can literally get away with anything. You can set your fucking IP address to show that you're somewhere else, you know? So basically what I think is, like, the biggest one that is not taking, like, serious in nowadays is take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. People are always trying to blame somebody else. And the thing, and this is a conversation that I had with my family yesterday that we didn't get to an agreement. And it's just, like, how the government has, it's always oppressive. And it's oppressive to, like, oh, fucking races right sometimes it takes more on minorities and 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 we have seen that before but at the same time like if you have a good family core that teaches you standards teaches you values like the government has no reach on you of course the government can put uh uh, loopholes or can put like barriers right but if you have your standards right and you have your models right as a person like you can 
you can't like go over that oppression. Right. Which is what we're seeing right now. Exactly. But it's like it's easier just to blame and say like, oh, the government is doing this. The government is doing that. The government, the government. And it's just like, no, like take care of your family. Take care of your home. Start with yourself. Yeah. Don't worry about the, what the government is doing. Start with your fucking self. Be an example yourself. Like change yourself. Because like I see a lot of like keyboard warriors. Oh, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And oppression and this all fucked up and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, if he's so fucked up, then do something. Don't just type. Do something. Yeah. Right? Like be an example to others. Like if you have like like what we're doing right now, we have the balls and the courage again, a moral the courage to say what it needs to be said. Right. Even though it's gonna hurt people, it's gonna trigger people. It's like, well, this needs to be said. And again, facts don't care about your feelings. So let your feelings on the side, stop being emotional, be logical, and think what you're gonna do and how you're gonna maneuver oppression. Right. So I think like values, core values, come from the core of the family. And I think a lot of things get fucked up. Again, once again, going back to social media, Mm -hmm. because anybody can say anything and you've got this shift. Actually, Patrick Beck David was just talking about this. I think it might have even been like last night or this morning where social media has shown a shift in the people that we listen to. Mm -hmm. Right. So we listen to a lot of these like influencers and stuff like that who promote stuff only for money. And they're and just because they're influencers doesn't mean they're they're good influences, mm-hmm. right? They're they're sharing things for monetary profit versus helping people, right? And that's not all of them, but that's a good amount. The majority, of them. Yeah. yeah. And so you've got all these people telling you these things, and you've got more than you know three quarters of the population following an influencer of some type that they're just like being led blindly by. And it's like you're not even thinking for yourself, but you've got all these people in your ear and you're watching everything they do and trying to copy them and stuff like that. And it's like, come up with your own fucking morals here. Come up with your own ideas. And it just like distracts from the real problems, you know? Because here's something that I think, dude, and that's kind of like the conversation yesterday. It was like people that didn't suffer the real oppression mm-hmm. are the ones talking about the oppression. Right. And people that suffer the oppression can actually say, you know what? Yeah, we're oppressed and we're doing these things. But at the same time, we have people that have gone over that oppression and had accomplished things. Right. So it's like, how do you call it? Like, uh, what is it like the uh, Emilies, <laughs> like the white girls that defend like Black Lives Matters and stuff like that? Like mm-hmm. they call them the Emilies. So it's like she's into Black Lives Matter and shit. Her name is Emily, or and she's yeah. defending like blacks. And I mean, she doesn't even understand what blacks go to like go right. through, but she's always there to tell them that <laughs> they have to be this and that. And she's like, well, like if you don't understand the the, the trouble, if you don't understand the uh, what I what I'm going through, then like I appreciate your compassion and like trying to be part of the uh, solution. But if, unless you like really have gone through the issue, 
and have overcome that oppression, like, it's kind of like you have no saying. Right. You know what I mean? But I, my belief is, like, since we stop having those values, since we destroy what values are and morals, it's just, like, we we haven't, like, we, we, we're just living to live. Like, there is no... Right. No... Uh, no standards of living either. Yeah, that that's that's actually a good point because we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, like stuff that like in America, like maybe like my generation hasn't been taught is like how to actually like do things or like get over their problems or like really any effective coping skills or anything like that. And you've got all these people that literally just, like, raise these kids to just, like, be, like, just exist mm-hmm. instead of, like, make a difference. Exactly. So, I think, like, the biggest thing is, like, we – it's a blaming game, dude. It's just a yeah. blaming game. Let's blame other people. Let's blame uh, – I'm a douchebag because – Let's say, like, as a man, as an insecure man, I'm a douchebag because all these bitches are just playing games, and I'm just going to blame women for all this, all, right. for my insecurities and for my shit. So, is, that, is it really women, or is it maybe you holding yourself to, like, more, like, understand what morals are and standards are? Yeah. Because if you just keep blaming women for what's going on with your life, like, say, your room clean, do you take, like, good care of your body? Do you have good hygiene? Are you broke? Or do you have money? Do you have a good career? Like, there's different things. Right. If you're going to ask, let's say, like, on the dating side, if you want a woman that has, like, a that looks fit. I'm not saying, like, a model, but at least looks fit. And you are 300 pounds or 400 pounds. It's kind of impossible that she's going to look at you. Right. Because she's holding herself up to a standard. She goes to the gym if she uh, follows a diet. And if she's doing all these things to take care of herself, it's really going to be hard for me, for her to be like, oh, oh this guy is attractive mm-hmm. at four or 500 pounds or chubby, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So in order for you to attract that type of girl, you have to hold yourself to those standards too. Okay. I have to work. I have to work out regularly. I have to follow a diet. I have to take care of myself. Not for the girl, for yourself. Right. But that's kind of like a standard. If I want this, yep. I have to be this. You have to set a standard for yourself. Exactly. In order for others to have a standard for you. Exactly. I want to have a wife. I got to make sure that I'm able to protect. I got to make sure that I'm able to provide. I got to make sure that I'm able emotionally, financially, and everything is taken care of so I can have a wife. Right. Because that's the thing. Like nowadays, we create families by accident. Yep. Families are not created by choice. It's like, oh fuck, the condom broke, or oh shit, raw dog in. Yep. I'm pregnant. Or wow, the birth control failed. Yeah. So it's like we're not not neither woman or man are holding themselves to standards. It's like yeah. this is what I want for my life. This is what I'm gonna get. And the thing is, like, because of social media and all this other bullshit, we're just looking for validation from other people. And we know when we start to get our shit right, that it gets lonely. We don't get validation from no one. Right. And that's right now, that's like the number one killer. 
If I'm not getting validation from no one, I have to seek for it. And the thing is that you have to look the validation for yourself. You have to validate yourself who you are. Yeah, you shouldn't need. I mean, people did shit when social media wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of also what Patrick Bet David was talking about. He was talking about how doers used to just do things. Mm -hmm. And now you have all of these fake people acting like they're doers, but they're not actually doers. They just want all that validation. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't have the validation, they wouldn't be doing shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the real doers actually get shit done with, without updating people all the time. I mean, take a guy like Andy Frisilla. You don't see him making a thousand posts on doing shit. I mean, I remember whenever he was doing the MF CEO project that he was doing. Like, he would only post, like, once a month. Mm-hmm. He hardly ever fucking posted. Yeah. Like, what? what's the point in posting if you're actually, like, doing something outside of that network? Because that's the thing. Like, people are going to see what you're doing. Yeah. Because your name is going to go around once you start making yeah. it. So, it's not about posting the pics or this or that. It's about, like, okay, post a picture. That's fine. But don't do it, like, on a daily basis where you have to, like, get that like validation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how many people like my post? Right. How many people view my thing? Because that's the thing. Like you get addicted to that shit. Yep. Oh, numbers are dropping. I should do something crazy. I'm gonna start doing challenges. Yeah. Because my numbers are dropping. And then it's like, well, if you started with a good idea of helping people, but within that time you got addicted to validation, then you lost everything. Yep. Because you shouldn't do it for the validation. You should do it for the people that are listening or like trying to change their lives for because of the product that you're giving. Right? Yep. So it's like, what's your standard again? What are your values? What are your, what are your morals? So it's, it's, uh, it's sad, man. Like, honestly, it's sad because, I mean, I can see it in my family. I can see it in other people. I can see it with some friends. Like, <laughs> You it's can just see it walking it. around. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, what I realize is, like, once you start holding yourself to standards, other people are going to start seeing you as, like, crazy, as, like... Oh, yeah. As, like, uh, uh, who you think you are. You think you're right. better than us. Like... And it's crazy. It's like, well, I'm just trying to like be better myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the the meme that goes around every once in a while. It's like someone sees you order six tacos and no one bats an eye, but you bring chicken and rice to work yeah. and everybody goes crazy. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, like it's like exactly. people people make a big deal whenever they see somebody trying to make change because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they start. They start thinking that they're above them or they know mm-hmm. more than them or they always have to put in their input on it. You know, it's like, like, oh, you, you can't do that. You've always been fat. You know, like you can't you can't read books. You've never read a book before. You know, all this shit. You know? And like the biggest thing, man, with the morals and the standards is like as a person, you have to seek more. It's like it's like social media. Uh, Netflix, all these like social media things, like they're trying to show you what it's convenient for them, mm-hmm. but they're never gonna show you like the whole truth behind it. Right. 
So it's gonna, they're going to show you, they're going to make these documentaries just to show you what's convenient. But they're not going to give you the perspective of, of, of other people. Yep. And if you as a person can watch a documentary and just be like, oh, that's the truth, you're dumb. Because if you watch a documentary, then do more research about it. That's why I like Chris Bell, Mark Bell's brother, mm -hmm. who does documentaries, because he literally will get advice from like both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, like whenever he did bigger, stronger, faster, he interviewed people that were for steroids and who were against steroids, who used steroids, who didn't want to use steroids. Like he, you know, wants to actually get like a real evidence-based opinion mm -hmm. on things. Cause like yesterday, uh, and this is, uh, just this conversation with the family. So we watched this uh, documentary on Netflix called the 13 and it's about like, uh, black oppression and how the, uh, black people were oppressed and how the system works against them and stuff like that. And so this is what caused the fight. huh? Yeah. But the thing is like, we understand that we know that happened. Right. And black people know that that happened to them. But at the same time, it invalidates all the great things that great black people have done. It's good to talk about what what the government and the system has done against black people. But I think it's great to talk about like the great things that black people have done against the system too. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot that, that have made it out. And then you've got the ones that are kind of stuck in the culture. Exactly. So it's like, you cannot blame the... I understand. Steve Harvey talks about that a lot. Exactly. And and that's a crazy thing. Dude. And that's like the kind of like the thing that my, my family didn't understand. It's like, okay, I understand there is oppression. But even though there is oppression, there has been great black people mm -hmm. coming out of that oppression and helping others come out of that oppression. Right. But if you want to keep staying on that culture, that's not the government's fault. They created a system. You're following the system. Right. Don't 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 blame the government for something that you're following when you have a lot of uh role models to follow right. to go against that system. I can't remember who said it. But I saw this video where I can't remember who it was. It was it was a black guy speaking and he was talking about like the difference between cultures and he was like you ask a white dude who his favorite people like favorite people that he looks up to are and you know it's like Bill Gates and you know Grant mm -hmm. Cardone and like Warren Buffett like right. all these big you know multimillionaires who give you life hacks and stuff like that. And then you ask a black person who they look up to and they're like, Oh, Lil Wayne. And you know, like these like mm -hmm. guys who like pretend to be gangsters and stuff right. like that. And like only care about, you know, bitches and shoes money and, and money yeah. and jewelry and stuff like that. And it's like, and then you go out and you spend money on jewelry, but you live in section eight apartments and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But it's like, if you didn't do any of that shit, you could get out or if you started following some tips from somebody who's actually successful, then you could get out. Even Dave Chappelle said it, man, in one of his, uh, in one of his specials where he comes from and who's Dave Chappelle now. Yeah. And he has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of like charities, uh, charities and a lot of like mm -hmm. movements to help other kids get out. And he even said it in one of his specials. He's like, Hey kids, if you want to get out of this place, be great football players, be great, be great basketball players, be great rappers, and you're going right. to get out of the system. Yeah. But do something. Don't just follow what the system tells you. Don't just follow us. Because uh, I have a, uh, an example with my culture, my people. We have a big problem with drug cartels, 
and drugs in Mexico, right? But we also have this great, this big movement of music idolizing drug, drug lords, the cartel, and drugs. So how can I be upset that there is this big problem with drugs and cartels but still listen to the music that is idolizing these fuckers. Right. I'm part of the problem. And the system that created this, which is an oppressive system, I'm following that system. And these artists are following that system to oppress the people again. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it, again, you don't it's have the same listen. thing. Like yeah. you listen to these rappers who talk about trapping. Mm-hmm. All they talk about is drug dealing and. Exactly. And getting jewelry and money and stacking it up and all this stuff. But it's like, that's not how you get out, bro. No. Like, that gets you in jail. But that's a new comfort. That's a new standard. Right. Do these things and you're going to be cool. Like, it's cool. Exactly. Like, do this and it's going to be cool. You know? And just another example. It's like, when I got pulled over, I got pulled over like a month, a month and a half. Well, it was like December. Uh... It was green light, an intersection, and then turned yellow. I didn't, I didn't want to break hard, so I passed the yellow. I didn't saw that there was a cop, so all of a sudden the cop pulls me over. And on the back of my mind is like, it's dark, it's night, so it's dark, so I better park in a place that is well illuminated. On the back of my mind, I already know that it can be a racist cop and a Mexican. Like, I already know the system. I already know the oppressive system. Right. Right, I know that I know there's oppression against me just because of my color and stuff. I already know, but at the same time, I know that these cops deal deals with a lot of fucking idiots out there. Yeah, that's the reason they're so burned out. So I know my part, and I know their part. I understand them. Yeah, right. I put myself on their shoes. I gotta go home to my kids. Right. So I put myself on their shoes too. So I pulled up to an area that was well illuminated. Uh, it was a female cop. So she come to my window. She's like, do you know why I stopped you? I was like, yeah. She was like, well, do you have your license or registra- registration? I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, well, can you get it out? I was like, well, my uh, my insurance is on my phone. And my wallet is in my back pocket. Can I reach for it? She was like, yeah, go ahead. Go reach. It's not in my pocket. So I was like, on my left pocket. I'm sorry. Reach for it. It's not there. I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's on my jacket. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm really sorry, so my jacket. She's like, okay, just reach for it slowly. I reach for my wallet, I show it to her, grab my license, and I took her. I was like, do you want me to pull my insurance? She's like, well, I can just look you up, and everything is gonna come out. I was like, okay, cool. So uh, she's going, <laughs> she's going to her car. She was like, that was awkward. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? Like, I didn't. I forgot that I had my wallet in my jacket. Right. So. Uh, she comes back. She's like, "Hey, man, you don't have any record. Uh, I understand why you did it. Uh, just I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a warning. Uh, just be careful. Uh, it doesn't look like you have a record or nothing. So it looks like you know how to drive and stuff. So uh, just stay safe. Blah, blah blah. I was like, "Well, I appreciate it. Like I said, I didn't want to break hard, so that's what I just floored. It's like, no, we understand. That's fine. Have a good day. I comply to everything. Right." I could have been like, why the fuck do you stop me? I know my rights. Yeah. Do you stop me because I'm brown? Right. So mm-hmm. if I start like that. <clears throat> a lot of people will say, like, 
if you comply to that shit, then it makes you part of the problem. And it's like, with things like that, it makes more sense to comply because it's like, why would you not just want it to go smoothly? Exactly. Why would you want to escalate the problem? Exactly. Instead of smash the problem right there. Exactly. Because if they say something, you can be like, well, I didn't want to break that as hard as I was going to have Mm -hmm. to break. And, you know, that's it. Instead of saying, well, why the fuck would I break that hard? You know, it'd be like, I didn't see the point in trying to stop that hard on my, on my brakes and on my wheels. Yeah. Whenever it was just a yellow light Mm -hmm. and it barely turned red whenever I went through it. Yeah. And there was nobody there. So I wasn't going to hit anybody or anybody like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like stating your case calmly instead of being an asshole about it. Because everybody should know that once you escalate a problem, it just gets worse. And that's the thing, man. And then the cop is going to use that as an excuse. And and they can. Because they're going to be like, you know what? You were a fucking dickhead. Yeah. So guess what? Now I'm going to give you a ticket. Yeah. Because I know people that have done that. Mm -hmm. You know? I've known cops that have done that. They're like, if they're being a big old fucking douchebag, there's no way I'm letting them off. Exactly. Because they're just making everybody's life harder. Exactly. But you know what's going to happen after they do that? That person's going to go back and be like, well, that cop was a fucking dickhead. Uh, but you know what type of mentality is that? It's a victim mentality. The victim mentality. Yeah, 100%. I'm a victim of the oppression system. No, you're yeah. not a victim. Right. And the cops are not victims either. And, that, and they're not like perpetrators of trying to like do something wrong to you. Yeah. They're dealing with assholes the whole fucking time. Yep. And the thing is like, if there is 100 mm-hmm. Mexicans... And 50% of those Mexicans are bad. Even the good Mexicans are going to look bad to those cops. Yep. It's like the same. Or if they're over on the north side and they've got black people running from them all day, whenever one actually stops for them, they're going to be like, when are they going to run? When are yeah, they going to run? Exactly. You know, so like, like you automatically like, think about the worst thing. Based and that's on kind of like a standard set by the bad people right. that the good people have to pay for it. Yep. So it's like you have to pull yourself in the you have to put yourself in the other people's shoes. Yep. And that's again holding yourself to a standard. If I want this cop to treat me right, I'm gonna treat this cop with respect. And if I if I haven't infringed any laws, or there is nothing on me, or you wanna search my car, search my car. Yep. Here are the keys. There you go. I don't have drugs, I don't have anything on my car. Search it. Even if it was a racist cop, dude, that would have said something and, like, get out of the car, and I will do it. Okay, yeah. fine. Sounds good. I want, Let's I, just get I, this I, over with because I don't have anything to prove. I want to go yeah. home. Yeah. Even the time that I got pulled over because uh, the confusion that my car was stolen and I got pulled over by six cops. <laughs> and they actually Which car was it? My 300. <laughs> a common car. Yeah. yeah. So even, the, even that time that I got pulled over by six cops and they were, like, at gunpoint. I, whatever they told me to do, I did it. Right. Because I knew that if I moved the wrong way, I'll be done. Mm-hmm. So I comply. Who's that car? My car. Are you sure? Yes, it's my car. Whoa, that explains why you pull up so quick. We told you we're going to run. That's why we have like all these cops around us. Right. It's like, no, that's my car. Are you sure? Yeah. My wallet is in my back pocket. Grab it. There's my information. There's my driver's license. Okay. I'm handcuffed. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, like, we're really sorry. Uh, Why didn't you tell us that you already got your car? I was like, well, my fucking bank was supposed to tell you guys because there was was a whole fucking confusion. 
I was like, well, we didn't get notified, nothing. I was like, it's so, all good. You're doing your job. I appreciate that you're doing your job. So the bank said it was stolen? The bank. So apparently I missed payments, which I didn't. So I made, I made my payments late. The bank, uh, what's it called? Repo my car. So I thought it got stolen. But they repo my car. Okay. They they didn't give me any notice. They didn't call me the same day that they repo. They nothing. So to me, it was like somebody stole my car. Call the cops. The same cop that pulled me over was the same cop that took the the report the first time. Right. Uh, so I received a letter from my bank like three or four days after. I was like, oh, we got your car. I was like, motherfuckers. Go to my bank, try to check everything. I was like, no, I did my payments like here. Oh, well, like, the system shows this, blah, 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 blah. If you want your car, you have to pay this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I paid everything, got my car back. Uh, and, yeah, a month after I got my car back, I get pulled over. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. And then after that happened, like, the cops are like, where, where are you coming from? Where are you going? I was like, well, I'm going home. I'm just coming back from, I'm just coming back from, uh, Having dinner with my friends. So like, where you guys went? It's like, uh, before Wild Wings. It's like, man, that's a nice place. And now the cops are like having fun and laughing all over. Like there's six cops around me. We're just laughing and shit. I'm like, I want to laugh, but I'm, I was so nervous. You guys, it's like, what well, were you doing our job? I was like, I appreciate it. I'm just like shaking right now. You know, the adrenaline. I see guns and shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, yeah. man, don't worry about it. Like, we're sorry. We're just doing our job. I'm like, I, I understand. And I appreciate you doing your job because yeah. if my car was stolen, I want those fuckers to pay. Mm-hmm. Whoever it was, I don't care the race. Whoever stole my fucking car, I want them to pay for doing that shit. Right. So thank you for doing your job. And I'm going to comply to whatever I need to comply so I don't get killed. And then all these cops have a problem trying to make a report because I, didn't, I did the wrong movement and I was acting like an asshole or like all this other bullshit. Right. Right. So it's like, if I want respect from people, I got to give that respect. Right. So I got to hold myself to a standard of respect so other people can respect me. And if I want somebody to be honest with me whenever I need them to be honest with me, then I got to be honest. Be honest. You. Exactly. You know? It's just like, you know, me and my family are starting a business, right? Yeah. We started working on this project. And they're putting a big responsibility on me. And, just, and I've been doing my research, I've been doing my work, like everything that I need to know as a manager to make sure that everything flows right. Right. So yesterday I'm having a conversation with my family about the business. And I'm telling about all the precautions that we need to take and like the things that we need to do. And my brother is more of a go-getter, right? So my brother is like, well, yeah, it's cool to take precautions, but at the same time we have to take opportunities. And I'm like, I understand. I'm just saying all these things. Then my dad is like, it seems that you're fearful from taking opportunities. It seems that you have fear to do this. It's like, no. So I was like, listen, guys, you're putting this big responsibility on me. Not on you guys. You're putting this responsibility on me. What kind of manager will I be if I don't check all the precautions? Right. What kind of manager would I be if I don't if I don't do my research and tell you guys all the things that can go wrong? Mm-hmm. 
because you're putting all this money and, and this responsibility on me. If I lose this money, it's on me. So I got to make sure that I take all the precautions so I don't lose your money. Yep. When I said that, my brother was like, well, now that you put it that way, yeah, it's a big responsibility. I was like, yeah. Everybody just wants to get to work. Exactly. Everybody just wants to do it. Exactly. So I was like, I'm holding sounds like, myself. Sounds like another story. Yeah. So I'm holding myself to standards that I can hold my family to. But if they put me in a response, in a, in a if they put me on a, in an important role, I have to hold myself to that important role. Right. So they can trust me. I have to be honest with them. I have to do my research. I have to do my work. I have to do things. Because they're putting that responsibility on me. So that's, again, holding myself to a standard. And they have to hold myself to that standard, too. Right. But, again, it's me. Me. That goes professionally. On the dating side, friendship, whatever it is, if you hold yourself to a standard and you have core values, you're not going to put up with bullshit. You're not going to put up with people that want to demolish your values. Right. You're not going to go with the flow because that's a big thing, going with the flow. It's trendy. Let's do it. It's on social media. Let's do this. We're supposed to be like this. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do that. Just follow, 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 follow. It's not like, oh, no, let me think about it. Let me let, let me just give me five minutes to think about it. You trying to call me out right now? No. I'm calling a lot of people out doing it right now. <laughs> I'm getting better, okay? Uh, I know you are. I'm thinking about things. I know you are. But you know what I mean. I took a whole week to think about things. <laughs> but that's what I mean, dude. Like, and I talk a lot, so it's not your turn. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's definitely like this rapid downfall of morals and standards. I mean, you've got more kids without parents. More kids without dads, more kids without moms, whatever the combination may be. You've got more people acting out, doing drugs. Like, drugs are at, like, an all-time fucking high. Depression's at an all-time high. Suicide's at an all-time high. Homicide's at an all-time high. And now, it's kind of it's odd because you're, you've got all these highs right now. But at the same time, you have this, like, great revolution that's going on. Of people kind of like, I don't want to say waking up because I fucking hate saying you need to wake up, bro. You need to wake up. You need to be woke. You know, like all that shit. Like I hate when people say that shit because it's so fucking the standard for that is so low now. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have all these people that are like opening their eyes to all the shit that's going on. And like the just like mismanagement of a country of it's like by itself that's doing a complete injustice to the economy, to everybody's day-to-day lives, to people's fucking emotional well-being. And the more that we feel like we're being stepped on, the more I think people start to open their eyes a little bit, which is why we have all of these thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of fucking truck drivers driving through 
<clears throat> like every fucking country right now. I mean, it's not just Canada anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people in the U.S. are doing this now. You've got people going from California all the way to D.C. You got people meeting up in the middle there in Kansas. You've got like all kinds of fucking people driving. And it's not even just semi-truck drivers anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, bro, like this is freedom. We're mm-hmm. taking this shit back. I mean, Canada, they did this shit so, so well that they fucking stopped most of their mandates. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, you're actually seeing that the people overpower the minority of fucking government. Without destroying businesses. Without, without destroying, destroying businesses. Houses, without destroying yeah. them, robbing and doing all that shit. Turns out all you got to do is shut down all the fucking, shut down everything. Exactly. On your own terms and say, nah, mm-hmm. not doing shit until exactly. you do it. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. And that's how you fucking do it. You got to band together. You don't go for this fucking black on white, Asian on white, white on Asian. You don't do any of this bullshit. Mm-mm. You fucking band together and go get your shit back. Exactly. It's classic fucking gang movie, dude. Dude, it's like this, like the stupidest shit. Uh, can I say something? Yeah. Like the stupidest shit to me, dude, is like people are talking about like segregation back then and like how uh, black people suffer and minorities suffer and like. Like, I get it. It was bad. I'm not saying that it was good. But is it fair for me to say, Sean, fuck you, you're white, you're oppressive? Not when good. you have actually been good to me, there you've been a good person to me. There was plenty of white people fighting for that. Exactly. Plenty. And the dumbest thing, dumbest, this is fucking dumb, is now we have colored people segregating white people in campuses, in mm-hmm. universities. We have the so-called safe space. Right. And white people cannot sit here because this is for color people. So you dumbasses didn't learn from the past. This is for oppressed people only. Yeah. So you dumbasses didn't learn about segregation. So you're and telling do you me think, and do you think that every white person that you're gonna meet is racist? Yeah. Like, dude, if you really believe that, you're a fucking idiot. Right. I mean, and everybody's a fucking racist, dude. Let's I think be fucking every- honest. Everybody's a fucking racist to a point. I don't think people are colorblind. Because I I think people will say things like like one like for instance my grandma fucking loves everybody right one of the nicest people of all time she was at work one day and one of the interns was um, was Indian and she goes wow and my grandma's hair is like fucking thin and like almost bald basically mm-hmm. she was like wow you have such thin dark hair like I wish I had your hair she like was complimenting how thick and dark her hair was and. She got reported. Said she made a racial comment. And they docked her for it. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? So it's like, I think you can notice different cultural things. Mm -hmm. But it's all about fucking context. And the thing is, like, I would love to see, like, the people that talk about, like, racism. Mm -hmm. Like, go through, let's say, like, the bad part of the north side. Mm -hmm. Just go walk around. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm, with, with that being said, I'm not saying that black people are bad. We know there's black, but right. there's bad black people, there's bad Mexican people. Oh, dude, you go through the north people. side, you got as much fucked up black people as you do white people. It's like me going I to mean, like. you got the white dudes on crack and the black dudes robbing other people's houses. Or I want to put myself I mean, as an example. It's like me going to the fucking south. Like one of those racist or, ass fucking counties. Or if you want to be like, you know, on the Mexican side, you can go fucking two miles up that way and get shot. 
Uh, and you by can, a Mexican. Yeah. And you can be fucking like you yourself. Or I used to man. live three miles that way. And one our house got robbed yeah. by a Mexican. There you go. I don't hate Mexicans. No. I think people make shitty fucking decisions. Exactly. You know, I have I have had bad I don't think he even cared that I was white. I have had bad experiences. He just wanted to fucking rob somebody's house. I have had bad experiences with black people, Mexican people, white people. I have bad experiences. So I have a self-defense mechanism that allows me to evaluate people. Yeah. And just because I'm evaluating someone, that doesn't mean that I'm fucking racist. It just means I'm defending myself. Mm -hmm. And just like I do it, everybody has that defense mechanism. Right. Something in your brain that already told you, hey, this happened with this type of people. Yeah. Just be careful who you trust. Yeah. Okay? If you have issues with Mexicans, hey, just be careful. Not all Mexicans are bad. Right. Not all black people are bad. And that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, we're only looking at the two fucking streams. Yeah. The bad ones and the ones that they think they're super good, but they don't do shit. And not yeah. as bad as the good ones, as the bad ones. Right. But we don't look at the people that have done good things for the fucking country, that have done good things for their people. I mean, they're literally just in the middle and they're just living. Exactly. Like, they're like, I don't want anything to do with those guys. Exactly. Like, I'm just trying to get by, you know? And the biggest thing is like when, because I was watching, uh, I started watching a lot of like, because those are things that are interesting to me, that we try to take the pain from other people without understanding what they went through. And they went through that pain and they have come out conquering that pain and doing something great. Because there's a lot of black people that are like, we know the system is oppressive, but we're going to use the system to liberate other people. Right. We're going to use the system to liberate our people. The thing is, like, trending shit on social media is going to have more power because you're looking for comfort. You're not looking for uh, discomfort. Right. Because trying to better yourself is not comfortable. Being honest to yourself is not comfortable. No. Holding yourself to a standard is not comfortable. Doing any kind of change is not comfortable. Not comfortable. And yesterday, dude, having that conversation with my family was uncomfortable. I doubted myself if I was being too extreme. But I have to stay true to myself and my beliefs. Right. Even if my family don't get it. Because I'm not doing this for my family. Because if my family don't get what I'm trying to do, by teaching men to hold themselves to standards and values and be masculine and be more of a man, that's their problem. If I can teach 10 men to be masculine and those 10 men are going to have good families, I did my job. Right. And those kids are going to grow up good. And those kids are going to show their kids how to be good. And it's just like a snowball effect. So it's like, you have it, it was it's, it's not comfortable having those conversations or, or getting to yourself and be like, man, I'm gonna lose people. But if it has to be done, it has to be done. Right. And if I can show my facts, and they don't want to understand, I'm not the problem. Yep. I'm not the one with the problem. But again, I'm holding myself to a standard. I'm holding myself to values. I'm holding myself to better things, higher things. Not just watching a fucking documentary and mm-hmm. believe that it's right. And 
I've pro- I think I've said this on another podcast that we did, but it's like if you have beliefs, it's always important to like challenge those beliefs, exactly right. Which is why it's good to watch a documentary on veganism, but you should also watch one on carnivore. Mm-hmm. You should actually see both sides of the story, right? You should watch anti and pro movies or articles or whatever it may be. But it's like you want to see both sides of the story so you can actually take something away from it. Or even if somebody re- uh, does like research or whatever, you can actually look at that study and be like, well, you know, that study was done in four weeks. That's not enough time for me to believe that that that's a plus, you know, that doesn't show any long term, you know. So it's like you have to be diligent with your thinking and what you believe in. And if somebody says, bro, you're wrong, why? Like, what do you see that I don't see? Because I'd like to know. Well, the reason is like that we started this podcast <laughs> is because in order to understand what masculinity is, we have to understand what the lack of masculinity is doing to women and kids. Right. So I'm not doing this podcast just for the betterment of men. I'm doing this podcast and we're doing this podcast so we can have better men that can protect women and can protect kids. Right. And we can build better communities. So I know that if, if masculinity is the energy that protects and helps femininity to be in his pure form, then I'm going to work for this so women can be protected, can be feminine, can be, can be who they are. Right. It matter, if they want to be independent, they can be independent. That's fine. They want to have a, a family so they can have a family. And it's cool. But in order for us to be protected, in order for us to be a good nation, a good community, we need strong masculine men. That's a needed. Yep. Because if there's, it's like uh, the post that I put, like if you vandalize uh, country, countries that vandalize masculinity are decimated, but the ones that didn't. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And it's like, as much as we talk about like the toxic guys and stuff like that, Sometimes we even need them, mm-hmm. not just to show us rights and to. wrongs, mm-hmm. but also like those crazy motherfuckers might actually be good for something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like when shit comes down and you act and you need somebody tougher than everybody else, you might need some of those emotionally scarred motherfuckers that aren't afraid to die. Well, that's like the uh, Jordan Peterson say: you need to be a monster. Yeah, you need to understand what killing another man is. You need to understand that some like it might happen. Right. That you have to kill somebody to protect other other person, and you have to do it. It's yeah. something unthinkable because I don't want to go out and think that I have to kill somebody to protect my family. Right, but if I have to, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah, I don't want to kill nobody, but if I if I have to, I will. Yep. So. I think that's all I have about this, man. It's like, you want to be a better man? Hold yourself to standards. Have core values. And stop measuring them, measuring your own standards against other people. Exactly. Because, like, you you need to have your own core beliefs. Mm -hmm. So tell the truth and stop being a bitch, baby. So, again, (laughs) always tell the truth. Do not destroy property. Have courage. Keep your promises. Do not cheat. Treat others as you want to be treated. 
do not judge, be dependable, be forgiving, have integrity, take responsibility of your actions, have patience, be loyal, have respect for yourself and others. Again, number one, have respect for yourself and have respect for others. Yep. Be tolerant of difference, seek justice, have humility, be generous, and be humble. Sit down, bitch. Be humble, bitch. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, with that being said, I think it's going to be a short one, but I think it's really concise. It's about an hour. And has, like, good information. Yeah. Uh, just understand that whatever you're looking for, you have to be that first. Yep. When it comes to relationships, if you want a good woman, make sure you're a good man. If you want to have a great business, make sure if you're, you're a good man so you can handle that business. Uh, anything that you do, you have to have high standards for yourself so you can hold yourself to those standards and you can hold this, uh, people around you with those standards too. Because if you want to make a change and you want to change the world, you have to be out of this world nowadays. Facts, baby. Facts. And do things that other people won't do. So... Hold the people around you to standards. Well, first of all, hold yourself to standards. Have values. And if people don't don't, don't respect your boundaries, if people don't understand, don't respect your uh, values and standards, then let them go. You don't need them. Because there's going to be people that are going to respect that. And that's the biggest thing. They don't have to believe in your values. Right. But if they respect you as a person and you can respect them, that's all it is. Yep. You don't have to put your ideas on someone else or tell them that you're a fucking idiot or you're racist because you don't believe what they believe. And you can just respect them. Chances are you can learn from that person. Exactly. So, guys, with that being said, hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be hump day. Hump day. Hump day. So, be great. Do great things. Be fucking kings. And fill your kingdoms. Let's do this, man. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow Shanzi at... At that motherfucker Shanzi. At that MF Shanzi. And you can follow me at underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore. Again, underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore. And you can follow the Info Greatness podcast at... At In4Greatness. Simple as that. All right, motherfuckers. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bam. 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 Chica, chica, chica. What? Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. Oh.